Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and out podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the fourth and out podcast with me, George Evans. I'm joined by Liam Whiting. Liam, how's it going? I'm good, thanks. How's it going with yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Very good. And I'm also joined by Ollie Broom. Ollie, how's it going? Good evening. All good, thank you. Evening. How are you boys enjoying the new lockdown rules? I'm having a great time of it. I uh, played golf yesterday, walked around the park, saw a lot of people playing football. Liam, you enjoying it? You sent us a nice video of your ankles, didn't you, playing golf? I thought it was quite a sexy little video. It's quite artistic. Yeah, I've enjoyed the, this new freedom of working inside. So yeah, I'm going well so far. Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe if you got out once in a while, you know, you are allowed a lunch break. Yeah, I, I have gone out. I've been out today. Yeah. What'd you What'd you do today? I had to do some. I had to post some things. It was really rock and roll. Jesus, Ollie, how have you been enjoying it? Yeah, good. Weather's nice in it. It's obviously gonna calm down a bit for Easter weekend when we actually can do some things. But yeah, just nice to have a bit of freedom. It has had a massive effect on my mood. Like I didn't realize how much it would affect me just going out playing golf and enjoying some freedom. But it's really changed you know my feelings on pretty much everything i mean such a good i'm never in this kind of mode i'm never you're only only this happy when the bears win which is never you see yeah i mean i was happy and then two minutes in you've mentioned the bears and then i thought about andy dalton and let's get into the news yeah let's go no more dalton um so the nfl have just announced as we all expected that the season is now going to be a 17 game season um you know, for me, I don't know whether it's my OCD, but I've, I'm not a massive fan of this move. I like the fact that you get 500 teams and teams that go to eight and eight because a 500 team always told you just that they were bang average, if you know what I mean. And I know that as a Bears fan for the last two years because we've been eight and eight and they're the perfect eight and eight team. I don't know what your feelings are on it, Liam, or whether it's just me being weird with my OCD. So I'm in two minds about it. As a fan, I think it's great because we get more games to watch. but the purest in me isn't going to like the start of the season because there's less pre-season games. Teams are going to be terrible the first few games of the season because they've taken less snaps, less practice. So it's going to be horrendous. It's going to be like the start of this year. So as a fan, it's great, but expect a lot of errors at the first couple of games. Well, the players aren't too happy. I've seen a lot of players that are complaining about it as well. But um, do you think it'll have a effect on the quality of football, Wally? I didn't think it was too bad at the start of last season. I don't think it'll have an effect on the quality. Um, you're still going to have training camp running for the same length of time, I assume. So uh, maybe towards the end of the season, uh, more fatigue, more injuries perhaps. But at the start, no, I don't think so. The only thing I was thinking was um, maybe this is just me with my profession and numbers and stuff. But um it's going to throw stats completely out the window because, I mean, say you want someone going for a 5,000-yard season as a quarterback. 
16 games are averaging 312 yards. Now with 17 games, that goes down to 294. So every single thing, sacks, tackles, running yards, it's all going to be affected and it's all going to skew the stats. I've, I've got a question for you both. Who's going to be the first 0-17 team? <laughs> the first 0-17 team? Yeah. Like, there won't be an 0-17 team next season. I can tell you that. Um, I know, I'm just saying who will it be because it's going to happen to someone eventually, isn't it? I don't know if anyone will ever be that bad, will they? No, it's quite a stretch. There's only been two 0-16 teams, hasn't there? The Lions and the Browns. I don't know if anyone will go 0-17. and 17. That would be quite an effort. I wouldn't put it past the Lions. No, that's true. They are terrible. Uh, it's a good point you made about records, though, because um, I've been thinking about that as well. And it's good for the Bears, in a way, because they've never had a quarterback who's reached 4,000 yards passing. So we've now got an extra game to actually try and achieve that feat. Or so from- you've got an extra game that you can lose and not be in the playoffs. So... That is also true, yeah. Do you think Dalton can average 235 a game? No. Yeah, good point. (laughs) I didn't really think it through the whole way either. No, he definitely can't. Is that what it is, 235? No. I've got got a calculator here. That's not off the the top of the head. No, I trust you. You're an accountant. So, you know, if you're wrong about this, then I hope hope no one at work's listening. Your work anyway. Uh, going along with that, anyway, it's um, so all 32 teams also have to play internationally, internationally at least once in an eight-year period, beginning in 2020, which is obviously Liam. Great news for us fans in the UK. Yeah, really good news. It'll be interesting. Some of the teams that don't set out their sorry teams that set out their home games, for example, like the Packers. What are they going to do? Because they've never wanted to give up a home game, ever. And they're going to have to do it now. So that's going to be quite interesting what teams like that do in the future. As they're going to have to play abroad. But what will they do? Will they play here in Germany or in Mexico? Or... Well, the Packers are the only team famously who have never played in the UK. All 31 other teams have. The Packers don't necessarily have to give up a home game, I don't think. They can still use uh, one of their away games. Presumably it would be an away game, but I was just saying hypothetically, would they give one up considering their huge fan base? But they've got a huge fan base in the UK. I know a lot of Packers fans. They're probably the most well-supported team in England. Patriots. Do you think? Yeah, I'd say the Patriots are the most supported team here. Ollie, what do you reckon? It is good news for us though, isn't it? Yeah, um, exciting. Hopefully, I'll get to a game eventually. Um, but it's it's nice variety. Um, are we still going to have the Jags playing sort of twice a year? Is that the yeah? Plan? I assume so. I don't think that will change. I think if anything, um, that will become more frequent. The talks about them becoming the London club will be more frequent. But I'm not bothered about seeing the Jags now. But, no, I'm even that Trevor with Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence and a few other decent players there. You see, I'm the opposite. I've I now want to see him because of Lawrence. I've never been interested for years. Now I think I'd go just to see him play. Yeah, and depending on the um, the opponent as well. Yeah, definitely. I went to um, in 2019. I went to the Bengals Rams, and uh, that was before the Bengals had Joe Burrow. Obviously, the season before, and that was one of the worst games of football I've ever watched in my entire life. It was two days before I flew to New Zealand, and. If I hadn't booked a ticket already, then I would have done after watching that game because I didn't want to be anywhere near that stadium. Liam, you've been to a lot of games. 
Yeah, I've been to most of them in this country. Um, I've seen nearly half the teams in the NFL, so I'm quite fortunate. Um, but obviously the players and stuff have changed since, so I almost need to go again just to see some new players like Burroughs. What's your, uh, what's your favourite place you've been, Twickenham, Wembley or Tottenham? See, I've not done Tottenham yet. Um, for me, I think Twickenham is better suited for American football because of the stadium, but it's an absolute ball lake to get to. So maybe Wembley on that um, factor. I did Tottenham for the Bears-Raiders game in 2019. And not only did the Bears lose, and I hate Tottenham, but I left my coat. So it was one, I was generally one of the worst sports. What is wrong with you leaving life. your coat everywhere? When you left your coat in the pub once. Yeah, I know. That was and your glasses. And my glasses. Yeah, but at least I got them back. There was no way I was trudging back to Tottenham. So I refused to go back there to watch any American football, I think. I think it's worth going back just to the shop because they've got every NFL team merch in the shop. Yeah, the fan village that they do at the UK one, especially at Wembley, is amazing. It really is incredible. Like, yeah, my only criticism of that is... The tailgating's forced compared to in America. So if you go to a game out there, it's just normal people in cars tailgating, but it's sort of forced and it forces you to buy stuff and it's just not the same experience. Like, yeah, that's my they need to do a proper tailgating here, but they never will because there'll be no money involved. It's different cultures as well, though, yeah, it? It instead is. of the tailgating here, we have um people in Weatherspoons having a great time before it. It's like if some Millwall fans went over to America to watch a football game, things will be completely different there. And it's just a completely different way of looking at it. Yeah, it but, is. I mean, I know it's not the same thing, but I went to um, WrestleMania at MetLife Stadium and the tailgating there was mental. Just walking through the car park beforehand. It's just like people doing barbecues, people putting each other through tables. That sounds like a regular Bills game, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to go over to America. I have plans to go over to Chicago at some point. Probably won't happen this year. But next year, I'd love to go over there and watch a game at um, Soldier Field. Liam, I know you've been over to Minnesota a few times. How does the atmosphere there compare uh, compared to here for, for the games? You see, the problem for games here is that they try and force you to sort of chant on third down. But obviously, at a home game, everyone makes noise automatically. Um and I think also the main difference is because everyone's there supporting different teams. It's not like everyone's sort of got the same way of looking at it. Do you know what I mean? So some people are just sat there watching it. But if you go to a game out there, literally, for example, the Vikings games I've been to, it's been 90% Vikings fans. So it's a different culture, I suppose, as well. Yeah, like I've been on the train elsewhere um, when NFL UK games have been on and seen just all different jerseys. I've seen it. I've, ca- I've counted every time I've been, and I've seen every team shirt every game I've been to, even the Browns. Maybe it's There's either. a lot of Browns fans. There I'm are. The Browns. I'm not slagging the Browns. I'm just they might be our biggest mention. fan base on this podcast. They could be our team off the pod, to be honest, couldn't they? No, I think it's great news for the fans over here, and it's what we're all crying out for. There are so many UK NFL fans now, and Liam, I know you want to give a shout out to um, to someone at NFL UK. Yeah, Alistair Kirkwood, who was the he was the high up. Um, I just want to give a thank you to him because he's the main reason that we've all gone to games. And I suppose you two weren't sort of familiar with the NFL before. Um, he was in charge and he's changed the culture. He's the whole reason it's got the coverage it has now. So I just want to say thank you to him, really. Thanks for everything he's done. Good stuff. 
All right. Um, I want to talk about Deshaun Watson, not necessarily about the civil cases that are going against him at the moment. Obviously, there's 19 of them. But I want to talk about the effect that those cases are having on other teams within the NFL and are having on the draft. Um, Liam, I'll start with you. Do you think the 49ers moved up in the draft because they knew that this Deshaun Watson thing was no longer viable? 100%, yeah. I think I think a few teams are going to change their drafting strategies now because of this. I think the Panthers could possibly, because uh, obviously we've said this on the pod before, haven't we? Um, I think the Falcons might possibly now. I've seen a few mocks of them going QB. Um, Broncos, maybe, if there's any QBs left. Yeah, I think, could see a few teams changing their strategies. The Panthers are probably the biggest losers. They were the ones that were most in on Deshaun Watson. Uh, they weren't massive in free agency because they were trying to save cap space. They got rid of a lot of players before you know free agency started to free up cap space. Ollie, they've really been left in kind of a, a ponderous position. You know, they're not going to be able to trade up really because they won't trade with the Falcons, if division rivals. And you know, where do the Panthers go? Do they wait it out or draft? Yeah. Them? They're in a dangerous position. Um, you know, we we think now that potentially four QBs are going to go in the first four picks, whether that's the Falcons taking one as well or they trade down. So, yeah, the Panthers are in danger of being jumped. And, you know, possibly we're going to see five QBs taken early on, whether that's the Panthers getting itchy trigger fingers, maybe the Broncos, maybe someone even jumping the pair of them swapping with maybe the Lions at seven. Um, Yeah. Here's a conundrum for you both. Obviously, I don't know the legal proceedings and I don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, That's not my business to state. Um, However, if he is able to play football in the future, could they maybe strike a deal with the Texans and sort of say in a year's time we'll trade him? Sort of So could they could effectively maybe tank a season? I don't know. So we don't know what's going to happen. um, But as of time of recording, these are only civil cases. So there's no criminal charges involved at the moment. So I would imagine he'll be playing football. Um, I mean, he said he doesn't want to play for the Texans. So Could it be like Michael Vick, where, for example, he didn't play for a year, six months, and then he came back? Could it be another example like that, possibly? Yeah, quite possibly. It depends what the league imposes. Yeah, that's very The league true. could easily impose a ban on Deshaun Watson for a certain amount of time. Or as you say, the cases could get... We don't know what's going to happen legally, but there's so many no, things that could happen. The Panthers could even wait it out till, I don't know, November, and they could still try and sign Deshaun Watson. But the Texans have always said that they're not even listening to phone calls now. So do you think, like the 49ers have done, in moving up and putting all their eggs in one basket, moving up to three, the Panthers now are in a situation a month until the draft that they have to leave this Deshaun Watson thing aside for now and really look at a quarterback in the draft? I think they would have been evaluating anyway on the assumption that the Texans might not take their call, might not want to strike a deal. So I think they'll be doing their due diligence anyway, but they have definitely been usurped by the 49ers moving up. And I mean, do you think the 49ers were maybe trying to put together something for Watson? And now they've just abandoned that? Yeah, from the reports coming out, it's, that's what the plan was. Carl Shanahan was quite hot on the idea of putting together a package for Deshaun Watson 
they found out that it's likely not going to happen. As soon as these cases came up, they gave up the idea and then they went to look at a few quarterbacks. Mac Jones, Cole Shanahan even went to the pro day, um, which was quite something because Cole Shanahan never goes to pro days. So all the talk now is that Mac Jones is their guy at three and that they're giving up everything now to do it. So, yeah, I think the 49ers have been really clever in this situation and moved up as quick as they could. And it's left teams like maybe the Panthers and the Broncos reeling a little bit. And yeah, they've, taken, they've completely taken it into their own hands and now they control not just their own destiny, but the, the first sort of 10 picks of the draft. Yeah, it's a very clever move. I mean... Well, I came uh, reading a report on The Athletic just before we came on here. And um, they're saying that Jimmy is still their guy. Jimmy G is still their guy. Um, No matter what happens, who they pick, it's more than likely going to be Jimmy G starting week one um, because they're more than happy with Jimmy G, really. They were happy with him in 2019. When he's on the pitch, he's got a really good record for San Francisco. Um, Are they just saying that? I, I don't know how much I'll buy that. But this is someone who's very close to, you know, the 49ers. He's an insider. He knows what he's talking. Why would I mean Jimmy G's got a fantastic record when he's starting. I think they take the quarterback for the future because they're thinking they're never going to get a position this high in the draft again, or at least not for five or ten years. They've got to strike while the iron's hot, and this is the time to do it. I don't think the rookie QB will start. I think it'll be Jimmy G who starts week one. But I think this is the only time in the next five or ten years, if it goes well, that the 49ers can be able to draft within the top three or top five or top ten? I think they'll bench a QB for a year like Rodgers did originally. And I think that's the smart thing to do because I don't think you just throw a quarterback in the deep end straight away because look what's happened. Um, Yeah, I think it's a smart thing. But maybe they'll reassess end of the season. So if Jimmy G doesn't do well, then get rid of him. They've got another QB. Everyone's a winner. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Um, okay, right. Um, I wanted to talk about the draft again. I say it's only a month until the draft. I wanted to talk the, about the best players who aren't quarterbacks. The quarterbacks get so much attention, but there's a lot of teams that don't need quarterbacks or have just taken quarterbacks. So I want to look at the hottest players that aren't quarterbacks, really. Uh, Ollie, I'll start with you. Have you got any any that spring to mind? So we're going from Bengals at five. Bengals at five, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, just looking at the best players on the board, you'd think they're nailed on to take Pen OCL. Desperate. I mean, we've just said it so many times. They're desperate for offensive tackle help to protect Burrow. But there's a lot of whispers that maybe they're really keen on one of these top receiving threats. Burrow wants Jamar Chase. They played together at LSU in yeah. 2019. And he said to the Bengals that, you know, they want him, which is apparently why the Eagles moved out of six as well because they wanted Jamal Chase, but they heard the Bengals are, are going to take him. But that's so risky. Yeah, so they picked up um, your guy from the Vikings, Liam, and they still want to roll with their 2019 first-round pick at left tackle. But is that enough to protect Burrow? No, I don't think it is, because you look at last season. Was that enough last season? Clearly not. They need more. Like, I even, agree, I, don't feel me with confidence either. He doesn't, he doesn't with me either. Like Ivan said, he's a Browns fan who knows the Bengals very well. He doesn't think they're good enough either. So, I think it's like Jamar Chase, fantastic player. It'd be a great, great pickup for the, the Bengals in isolation, but surely you do the smart thing 
and take a tackle. I think, so. yeah, to me, it feels like a no-brainer to protect your franchise quarterback, no matter what he's saying, whether he wants to play with his college teammate of 2019. You have to do the right thing and, you know, protect him. He's worth everything to that franchise. If he gets injured again, you never know what could happen. It could be game over. So, yeah, in my opinion, they have to take Penn Isabel. Liam, what do you think? So I've gone about a slightly different way. I've just sort of ranked what I think are the top five non-QBs. Yeah, Sewell's on my list and I agree I'll take him because you've got too much in Burrows. You can't not protect him and keep him upright. So I'm in agreement with you both. Nice. Who else is on your list then, Liam? So I've done this in no particular order. Uh, I've got Chase So I've tried to do a different position. I haven't tried to just do the same position. So I've got four players all in different positions. So my number one wide out, I've got Chase from LSU. Uh, Carl Pitts, tight end from Florida. Sewell, offensive tackle, Oregon. And I've got Parsons, linebacker from PSU. That's the four I've gone for. Nice. They're all picks that I think will probably go within the top 10 or 12 as well. Yeah, definitely. Kyle Pitts, to me, is such an interesting prospect. You know, you've got a lot of people talking he could go in the top five. You know, In my opinion, he would definitely go in the top ten. So I was looking at Walt Football earlier, and they've got him going six to the Dolphins at the moment, which if the Dolphins could get him, that would be a hell of a steal, wouldn't it? be incredible. Ollie, I know you're a big fan of Kyle Pitts. Yeah, he's so big and so fast. He's just a complete game-breaker. Um, I think if ever gets him... Has got a weapon for for years to come, and he's just going to overpower defenses. Where do you think his best fit is? Um, I think he might have been good to the Eagles at six. Obviously, not anymore, and I don't think he'll be there at twelve. Um, so yeah, the Dolphins are an intriguing one. Um, that'd definitely be a good fit. With Tua, um, I mean, you said about Burrow wanting to play with Jamar Chase. Supposedly, um, Tua is quite keen on reuniting with Smith from Alabama. It's, it's not going to happen, but what about if Pitts went to the Cowboys? Could you imagine that with Dak? Oof. I mean, that offence would be amazing, but there's no way he's going... No, like, he's, I'm not he's, sure where the Cowboys are drafting. I think they're number 10, so possibly. He's, he's not going to drop that low, I think. I, th- I could see... So I didn't realise they were that low, actually. I thought they were higher up. I forgot how bad their season was. You've got the Lions at seven, Panthers at eight, Broncos nine, Cowboys ten. There's no way he's dropping past eight, surely. Well, uh, the Cowboys don't need anything else on offence, surely. They have to sort out... Um, no, of course they don't. I was just trying to throw it out there as a fantasy scenario. I think I'd love to see him at Miami as well. I think it gives two of such a good option. Um, they've got a Speedy receiver now and Will Fuller. Um, they've still got a chance later in the draft because they pick at 18 as well. So they've got another chance to get a nice little wide out. He's obviously played with Devonta Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, Jalen Waddell. These are all expected to go in the top 15. Miami could be quite a team to watch next season, couldn't they? Should be a great team. Yeah, great team. Good. So Liam, let's go on to another one of you. Uh, Mika Parsons is one that really interests me. Uh, he's the linebacker, you know, from um, where's he from? Uh, Penn State. Penn State, yeah. A lot of talk about him going to the Lions. Um, it would make perfect sense that Lions defense is just shocking. Yeah, see, 
looking at other mocks, I can see, I've seen Parsons drop and Lions go for a wideout, obviously, because they lost lost some in free agency. Um, yeah, that, that probably is his best fit, but I don't think the Broncos need him on D, really. I think he might have had some off the field issues as well. Ah, there you go. Um, I love the, may, I, love, I love the character issues. It's the best thing. Maybe why he's dropping. That could be but, why then. I love the way Liam says he loves the character issues. It's great because, like, when you watch a draft, and just watching go, these people crumble. Yeah, they'll just be like, "Yeah, he's a top ten player, but he's got character issues." So it'll drop like ten places. It's great. Well, I watched his pro day highlights um, the other day, and he looks like an absolute weapon. Like, he is built like a proper linebacker, and there's a lot of teams in the league that that is a really tough spot to get a top class player out. I've, I look across the league, and there's not many linebackers that are you know all pro level. You have got Fred Warner, um, Bobby Wagner, Rokon Smith on his day. There's a few more, but there's a couple he, of good ones in Minnesota as well. Just throwing it out there. Who? Kendricks. Oh yeah, Kendricks. Yeah, yeah. Good shout. Yeah, good. I wasn't. That it wasn't even me having to go at the Vikings that time either. I just couldn't think off the top of my head. Oh, I thought you were just messing about with me. So uh, a lot of teams need secondary help, and there's a lot of good secondary players that could go high up as well. I've got Caleb Furley on my list. Uh, Patrick Sertain, the second. Um, a lot of talks about the Broncos, the Cowboys. I think it's such an invaluable position, Ollie, at corner that sometimes get over it gets overlooked at football, but a position that really a lot of teams need. Yeah, Broncos defense isn't too bad. Um, I would still maybe have them in the running for a quarterback, possibly if there's one still there. Uh, but yeah, the Cowboys badly need the help of defense, so I could see them in the running for one of these. Yeah, that Broncos defense isn't actually too bad. You're right. I, I've just forgot they picked up Carl Fuller as well. I think I chucked that out of the back of my mind because I just couldn't bear to think about it. But uh, Liam, you're a team that needs help on secondary. You know, have you looked into some cornerbacks? Well, we got one in free agency, didn't we? And we got a safety. So I think in the draft we will go. I will D line whoever's the best player available. That's yeah, my guess. Can you really trust Patrick Peterson? There was times last season he got completely lit up. Well, we've spent our cap. We're going to have to. Maybe he's not the best fit, but... No, but that's what I mean about getting one of these rookie cornerbacks. No, it won't affect think, the cap. I don't think we will. Okay, okay. Uh, Ollie, any more standout players for you? Yeah, so obviously as a Steelers fan, I'm quite interested in the offensive line going into the draft. I think that's where they'll strengthen. So we've already mentioned Sewell, but um, there's a lot of other good prospects that will probably go in the first round. Who have you got um, as your number two line? It depends who drops. I don't think they'll necessarily be in the running for some of these at 24. Um, so depending who drops, I've got Vera Tucker, Jalen Mayfield and Tevin Jenkins as potential first-round talents. Yeah, Vera Tucker looks fantastic. But he's another one that seems to be dropping down the board and I'm not really sure why. Uh, I mean, ahead of them, issues. teams teams who need help ahead of them in the draft. Um, the Raiders, obviously, have said that they've just blown everything up. Um, the Colts need to reinvest as well. We do. We need offensive tackle help. But I don't think yeah. that's the route we're going to go down. So playing that Sunday night against the Browns and getting the 24th pick is really 
hurt them, I think. If they'd have played on the Saturday and maybe gone three or four spots higher, they might be in a better position. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, you never really think of that, but it's the luck of the draw, I guess, with you know your TV TV games, and it has a huge impact on... Yeah, there's six the spots draw. in it, five or six spots in it. Because Washington, obviously, you know, they got knocked out one of those games as well. They're at 19. And that was just because they played the first game. It is crazy, really. And now they're in prime position to take, you know, maybe a, a latter quarterback or a, a good offensive tackle. So I had to get up Monday morning and watch the Steelers get blown out by the Browns and get a worse pick for it. Yeah, that's correct. Thank, thanks a lot, Fox or ESPN or whoever you are. Sunday, I'm not sure who it was on Sunday. NBC. Yeah, NBC, I think. But yeah, it's, that is crazy how it works. I've never really thought about it like that. Talking of the Broncos, that was our one listener question that I had from my good friend Chris Ellis. He's a Broncos fan. We've got he... a list. Oh, yeah. this is great news. I know, I thought so. So he wanted to ask, what will the Broncos do with their ninth pick and where will they draft? And that was the question for you both. Um... Okay, what I well, do you think what I think they'll do, or what I think they should do? Do both if you want. What I think they should do is trade up with the Falcons, take that number four spot, and get a brilliant quarterback. That's what they should do. One hundred percent. What I think they'll do isn't that because I don't think the Falcons will give it up. So I think they'll take. Oh, that's that really difficult. They've got so many good weapons, actually, the Broncos. Your favourite team, aren't they? You love the Broncos. The I, they, Can you see Pitts fall into them? No. No, I don't think so. I think they could still get one of these quarterbacks at seven if they swap with the Lions as well. I, they need a quarterback. That team is actually a really good team. The defence is fantastic. They've got a lot of offence on weapon, uh, offensive weapons. The O-line's good. They can get a running game going. Is, is, it, worth, is it worth going up a pick with the Panthers for Matt Jones? I know the Panthers probably won't. Well, the Panthers won't give it up because they, they've got the same same needs. They'll have to take that Lions pick at seven or the Falcons pick at four. But if I was the Broncos, I would be giving up a lot to get to the Falcons pick and take a quarterback and send that team on its way to the postseason, if not further. That Honestly, that whole roster is a really, really good roster. And Denver is a difficult place to play football. They're a quarterback away from having a really good team. Yeah, I think they could get a playoff position easily if they just had a QB. Ollie, what do you reckon? Yeah, same. I think they should go to four. They, the problem is they don't know what the 49ers are going to do. They could have a good inkling, but they don't know for sure. If they were to stay put or if they were to swap the Lions, depends how much they like Mac Jones. I mean, could, we could be in a mad situation where we've got five QBs in the top seven picks, potentially. I don't think I've ever seen this before. I'm probably wrong, but I don't think QBs have ever gone this high, this many. So I think it's just a byproduct of impatience, really. You know, we've said it before, you've got to, you need to be patient, but teams aren't necessarily giving guys time to grow into the league. I mean, there's talk about Tua not not being Miami's guy. And he's played, what, half a season? You know, give him time. I agree. There is a complete lack of impatience. And as we mentioned earlier, I think the Deshaun Watson situation kind of blew everything up because there was a few teams that were looking in that direction. Um, 
but yeah, if I was the Broncos, if I was the Panthers, if I was New England, if I was even the Bears, Washington, I'd be looking at that number four pick if the Falcons did want to give it up and give in a lot to get there. Do you think the Bears can get that high? They'd have to offer a lot. They'd have to offer all their picks in the next couple of years, the first round picks. They'd have to, have to offer maybe Khalil Mack. You know, this is the kind of trade that they're going to going to need to do. Would I sanction it? Yeah, because, you know, it'll give us help. We, we need a quarterback. It didn't work for Mitch Trubisky, no, but what can you do? I'd still do it again. I think Ryan Pace and uh, Matt Nagy have got their jobs on the line. They haven't really got an excuse this season. They know if they fail or get to eight and nine or whatever it'll be. I think they're gone. Yeah, they're both gone. gone. They have to do this. They have to do it. They have to make a move. And if they don't, they might as well not start, you know, they might as well not turn up at Soldier Field week one because their jobs are gone at the end of the season. There's no way a team with Andy Dalton starting is getting any better than six and 11 in that division. Not being biased, but I don't think you'll beat us with Andy Dalton at starting QB. Uh, well, Liam, let's calm down. I mean, yeah, we, okay. we beat you four times with Mitch Trubisky at starting quarterback. We like to give you full sense of hope, don't we? But yeah, um, in answer to the Broncos question, trade up. Give everything and trade up. I think that's what John Elway will be saying. I think that's what Vic Fangio will be saying. Everyone, just do what you can and trade with that Falcons, Falcons team if they don't want a quarterback for whatever reason. Do we have any more questions from listeners or was that it? That was, do we have uh, any more listeners? We do, apparently. Um, I only was told one question, just so I'll, I'll shock you on that fact. So. Okay. I've got a lovely question for you, from me. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a listener. I do listen back. <laughs> did, you, did you see, this isn't an opinion, this is just a general question. Did you see um, Rashad Coward, the guy the Steelers signed from your Bears? Did you see how that news broke? Wasn't wasn't he playing on Xbox and he said it to someone? So his significant other, girlfriend, wife, whatever, she's a Twitch streamer and was streaming with her mic on and he was in the same room speaking to his agent and it, oh. got, it got picked up on the mic. That's 2021 in a nutshell, <laughs> isn't it? Lovely stuff. That is incredible. I mean, yeah, amazing. You know, that you're right, that is 2021. And I mean, I'm not to disappoint you, but he is not good. No, but maybe we need to invest in these mics, whatever she's using. They're obviously good for sound quality. I know, yeah, that's a good point, actually. And you said you listen back, which is something that I haven't done for a long time. So, yeah, maybe we do. Maybe we just need to go on Xbox and just put our thoughts on there instead and they'll somehow get onto Twitter. <laughs> so it'll be fine. Uh, if I was going to ask you both for a top five picks now in the draft, consider it, let's say all the teams... Stay the same as what no they trades, are now. Yeah. No trades. Liam, give me a one to five. Okay. The first one's easy. So the first one's a no-brainer. It's clearly going to be Trevor Lawrence. Number two, Jets. I think they take Zach Wilson. So number three. Yeah, I'll just say the first two are the same. So yeah. we can skip yeah. that. Number three, I think they take Lance 49ers. Number four, Falcons Fields, and then I think you take Suell five. I that would be my picks. Okay, Ollie. Okay, I can't be boring and just say the same thing. So, okay. 
Um, I think Lance would be a good good fit, especially if he was sitting for half a year, maybe a season. Um, but there seems to be growing belief that they might take Mac Jones. So I say Mac Jones at three. Meteoric rise through the draft. Someone's gonna. It's not going to be in that order. Some someone's going to take someone that they shouldn't, aren't they? Um, four. Let's go with. All right, Lance at four, and then um, Joe Burrow gets his wish, and the Bengals draft Jamar Chase at five. Yeah, see, I'm exactly the same as Ollie. I think the 49ers take Mac Jones. I think the Falcons. I, mean, I was hoping that he might fall to like 24 not so long ago. <laughs> so if Sewell no. doesn't go then, who picks him up? Where does he go? Because I could see him dropping a fair bit. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're, say, the Lions and he falls into your lap, do you take him? Well, I was thinking that with the Dolphins. Chargers. Yeah, I mean, how low does he go? Like, if he, like, can't if he go landed, that low. Surely, like, it's not going to happen. But, like, the Vikings, if we got him, would get an absolute steal. Well, I, I was thinking the Cowboys because their O-line was so bad last season that he wouldn't probably get past it. There's no way he drops out of the top 10. Oh, of course he doesn't, no. No, I'd be very surprised. But, yeah, I completely agree with Ollie. I think Matt Jones to the 49ers. I think it's a real, um, you know, sense of what's going to happen. The fact that Kyle Shanahan actually went to the pro day which just doesn't happen. He's very Kirk Cousins-esque and Kyle Shanahan loves Kirk Cousins. He absolutely loves him. I don't do you, know why. Do you but... know who else loves Kirk Cousins? Our friend Dave, big fan of Kirk. Yeah, he? he loves Kirk Cousins, yeah. But uh, yeah, there was a, a thing that came out yesterday. It's been public knowledge for ages, but before they got Jimmy Garoppolo, um, they were doing everything they could to get Kirk Cousins in San Francisco and they have been for a couple of years. And I, I, Liam... Why? What? Why? Where would we be if they'd signed good old Kirk and maybe the Vikings get Jimmy G? The Vikings going to the Super Bowl? No, I think it's more likely the 49ers are. I think we've said about Kirk Cousins before, like, he's not going to win you a championship. He's a steady quarterback. Like, if I think if they had, here's a question for you if Kirk Cousins played that Super Bowl, would they have won it? No. No. Next, <laughs> Joe Montana could have played that Super Bowl and they weren't going to win it against the Chiefs. I'll try yeah. and make next time I'll make a discussion point. Yeah, uh, no, Tom Brady so. could have been under center for the 49ers. No one was beating that Chiefs team on the day, I don't think. Not definitely not Kirk the flop on TV cousins. You say that we won a game last year. I've just seen Liam's face drop as I've said that. I'm sorry, mate. He's a good, he's a good quarterback. He's a top 10 quarterback. What's his uh, contract situation for the Vikings? Next question. What is it? Yeah, I don't know. Either. Go on. He's got a couple of years. I think it's two or three years. How much money is he on? Uh, big money. Because Jimmy G's on 25 dollars. million. I think he's on more than that. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think you're right, mate. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on. Um, so I wanted to talk about teams that have done the best business in free agency so far. Obviously, me and Ollie done a free agency special and then Liam popped on for the second one, which was good of him. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts both on which teams have done well, which teams haven't, and which teams are kind of stuck in stuck in the middle, really. So we'll start off with teams that have done well. Uh, Ollie, do you want to give us a name? Cleveland Browns. Straight away. Yeah. 
um, rather annoying how well they've done. Um, they obviously we've said on Sunday's episode that they're probably the best team in the division now, and they've just added all their needs. They plugged gaps wherever they needed to. Yeah, it's just been brilliant coaching um, by Stefanski. They had a massive need at secondary. They've got two of the best secondary players in free agency. The best safety, in my opinion, in John Jackson, John Johnson, sorry, the third, and uh, the best slot corner in Troy Hill. They couldn't have done any more. They've got one of the most all-rounded teams in the NFL. Yeah, brilliant business. Liam, what do you make of it? Obviously, your old offensive coach doing great things. He's done absolute bits. Um, I think, apart from the Browns, um, I'd say the Patriots have done really well. Um, Obviously, they've signed a lot of players. Um, I would say the worst team, probably the Colts, I would say. Well, I was going to talk to you about the Patriots quickly. Go on, you, yeah, say go for, you say they've done well. Is paying Nelson Aguilar $22 million over two years doing well? Not necessarily. Is paying Johnny Smith, who's never had a 500 re- uh, receiving yard season, $50 million over four years, smart business? Or do you think, for the first time that Bill Belichick might have actually panicked? No, I, I think he's got players that he knows and he's going to coach them up. I think it's almost like he's turned FIFA off easy modes and he's trying to actually turn up and coach again. Um, I just think he's made lots of... It's not necessarily he's signed great players in one area. It's more quality over quantity. So I feel like he's improved the team overall rather than one area, perhaps. But if he'd have waited out, let's say, if he'd waited out a bit longer, he could have had Juju for $8 million. You know, he could have had wide receivers at good money. You know, he could have had Chris Carson at $7.5 million. Yeah, you he know, could, but I don't think they would have signed. What, you don't think Juju would have signed with the Patriots? No, I think he would have stayed at the Steelers. I don't know. I think, I think Bill jumped the gun a little bit. I think the Hunter Henry one I quite like. Johnny Smith got overpaid um Aguilar got overpaid yeah Ollie I don't know what your opinions are on on the Patriots I think uh, when it happened first day of free agency I was quite excited about it and I thought here we go here come the Patriots um a couple of weeks out maybe yeah they've overpaid a little bit I think the one to look at is Aguilar uh, when you see that the uh, Raiders replaced him with John Brown for significantly less money five million yeah John Brown's been pretty good the last couple of years for the Bills. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. I, I tend to think the Patriots probably know what they're doing, but um, that's a lot of money to shell out. You're talking, sure. Sorry, Liam, go on. Sorry, I was just... The one thing I did want to mention on this show is you're talking about difference of paying players. I found an article on PFF. It's got lists of players that have been saved money. I'll just give you a few. Anthony Harris, difference $8 million. John Brown, six million. Marvin Jones, five million. Will Fuller, five million. Golden, five million. McKinley, five million. Like, it's crazy how much teams have saved money just from doing that. What? Well, yeah. They've had to, haven't they, with the cap? Yeah. Of They've had to, yeah. And it's all about restructuring. But you mentioned a, pl- a couple of players there. Will Fuller, another one, only got paid 10 million. I say only, but it's only in comparison to Aguilar, who I feel like I'm having a go at. But he's only had one good season, and that was last season at the Raiders. I just think if teams have waited out a little bit longer, even the Jags, who went you know, fast and hard as well, I think the Patriots have waited out for a few more days. They could have got some better signings, better values than they did get. 
Possibly, but I think he's just gone for, I think he's just jumped the gun to try and get some players in, perhaps. Well, we'll see how it works out for them. Um, Ollie, any more teams that have done done well? Cardinals done quite well. Yep. JJ Watt was their big one early on. Um, but they've also added our boy Rodney Hudson, as broken on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they've just replaced the outgoing Patrick Peterson with Malcolm Butler as well on the one-year deal. Yeah, that is a nice little pick-up. I think they've had a yeah, really nice. And AJ Green. Yep. Yeah, so they've picked up a lot of good, lot of good veterans, a lot of good players. Um, Liam, what do you make of of the Cardinals? Are they now in contention for that NFC West? You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? With these signings, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to have to see what happens. But I think they've definitely signed well. Another team I wanted to mention was uh, the Giants. I think the Giants have done well to improve. Um, what do you both think? Yeah, I mean, signing Kelly uh, Kenny Golladay is. Fantastic business. I know it's a lot of money, but if he stays fit, then he's a top wide receiver. I think they've done some nice business. Um, I'm not sure about uh, Adoree Jackson. I think it's a lot of money. The Giants could have had him for 10 million if they played it smart. But, but is it a state of the league that teams are just overplaying, overpaying now? Possibly. But with the cap situation, you wouldn't have thought that would have been the case. You'd have thought, if anything, it'd have been the other way, which some teams have been really smart to do. It's like um, Adoree Jackson was on his fifth-year option at the at the Titans, in which he could have got paid ten million by the Titans, or by the or by the Giants if they'd have offered them maybe a seventh-round pick, for example, and they could have paid him ten million. Instead, they've paid him thirty-nine million for three years. You know, I just think some teams have, have rushed into different things, uh, maybe a little bit too quickly instead of looking at everything from a different perspective. Um, but yeah, they've made some really nice pickups and they'll improve that team no end. And they should be contenders in that division, which is, you know, which is what it's all about. The only other one I wanted to mention was Buffalo, um, just from the point of they haven't really lost too many players. And they've re-signed Matt Milano, who's a key piece on their defence. Yeah, I think it's a really clever uh, re-signing. As we said earlier, linebackers, good linebackers are hard to come by. Matt Milano is definitely one of them. And just to give a shout-out as well, they've just signed Effie Abada from these shores. So, nice oh, to see yeah. a Brit in there. And he, he did well last season, five and a half sacks. I think he's quite a good player for the, for the Panthers, yeah. Every time I saw him, he made a, made a bit of an impact. I like that Bills team as well. And I like the Mitch Trubisky quarterback signing. I think that's a fantastic backup for Josh Allen. Someone who fits that scheme perfectly is very similar to Allen. Not as good, but very similar. Mobile, can make the same passes. The offense will work. I think they'll they've, they've fit well there. And you know, if anything happens to Allen, you have a capable backup. You're not putting in, you know, some absolute nobody. So either the top five, I think my top five list of free agent signings. Would you like them in no order? Go on. Will Fuller to the Dolphins. Uh, Jordan to the Patriots. Marvin Jones, obviously re-signing. Uh, Chris Godwin and Anthony Harris. I thought of a couple more, but to me, they were sort of the key signings, I thought. I did think about adding Stafford. Um, obviously, JJ Watt as well, but obviously, it's, he's been overpaid. I mean- um, if I'm going to mention Buffalo bringing people back, 
the Bucks have just brought back everyone. They've just kept their entire team together. So that is good business. Exactly. Well, you're, you're going to keep a winning team there, aren't you? Well, it's the first time a Super Bowl champion has done it since 1979, where they've brought everyone back, all 22 from that um, Super Bowl, which is quite amazing, really. I'm not sure how they've managed it with cap space. Voidable years, I reckon. Magic. Magic, Tom Brady, just goes hand in hand. Yeah, Liam, I like a lot of those players that you mentioned. I think Will, uh, Will Fuller at the Dolphins is a really smart signing. Really good last season, another weapon for Tua. Marvin Jones at the Jags improved that offense nicely. Um, Ollie's mentioned before his touchdown record, which is quite, wasn't the only player to have nine in two seasons or nine in both Last two seasons, yeah. Which is really impressive because neither he's been injured for a couple of those games as well. Really good. Um, I like to throw out a few offensive linemen because uh, I think it's such a, I think the Trent, Trent Williams signing was probably the best signing. I know it was a re-signing for the 49ers, but that just looks to be such a smart signing, especially with what they're doing at, at quarterback now. I like Joe Tunney to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I really like that one. And they've also saved $18 million with Fisher and Schwartz going. So, yeah, I think that's quite a smart move. Yeah, I, I thought it was really clever. Um, trying to think who else. Uh, Trent, Trent Brown going to the Patriots. Nice, knows the scheme. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of a lot of good signings. Um, shall we move on to the not so good ones? I'm more than happy to start with this because none of ours have been that good. Um, the Bears have had a terrible free agency, not really addressed anything that they needed to, and have somehow managed to make the team worse by doing it, which is quite impressive. Liam, I don't know where the Bears go from here. I, you, you look at the draft and a possible quarterback there, but you know. Where do we go? I don't really know. It's not looking very optimistic for you, is it? I don't know what I don't really know what you do. Um, unless they're going, are they going to pull something out the draft? I don't know. It just feels like we could have done so much more. You, know, you tried was... everything for Wilson, and it didn't pay off, which is fair enough. It's not just Wilson, though. We have so many holes on the offensive line. We need help at secondary. It's the Carl Fuller one was the tipping point for me getting rid of Carl Fuller because they couldn't restructure the cap properly because of what they done at quarterback for me was criminal you can't lose your best player in the secondary and one of the best corners in the league for that kind of for that kind of money he's getting paid 9.5 million at the Broncos now which is an absolute steal they could have restructured his contract so that it'd be fine with the cap space and instead they let him go and we've got no replacement you know, to me, it's just criminal. Ollie, I don't know what you think of the whole situation. Especially yeah. with Dalton. Concerning, really. Obviously, they, they kept Alan Robinson. That's about, the only, that's about the only good thing you can say, really. Yeah. Well, no, actually, saying that, Damien Williams, nice little pickup. Damien Williams is a nice pickup. He's a running back, too. I mean, if David Montgomery gets injured, then it's it's a nice pickup. It, it shows towards moving towards a running team instead of a passing team. They, they definitely had bigger needs on offence and defence. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ollie, have you got any teams that haven't done so well? Yeah, Raiders. Blowing it all up. Um, I mean, we, we just don't know what they were doing. They've got rid of most of their offensive line. Um, Rodney Hudson, uh, Trent Brown, 
yeah, weird, 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 weird. And the Kenyan Drake signing was very mm-hmm. strange to me as well. Yeah. So I don't really know what they're doing there. I mean, we'll see what, what they do in the draft, but um, they definitely seem to have regressed for now. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's really weird what's going on in the desert. Uh, Liam, any teams that spring to mind? What are the Colts doing? I briefly mentioned earlier, they have done literally nothing, have they? So uh, I'm going to defend the Colts here. Go on. Partly. Um, I think they've got a really good roster and I think they're a quarterback away from being a proper contender. And they've signed a quarterback. You think they might just try and make a couple of improvements on the team rather than not yeah, address? I, mean, I think um, Pittman looked like a really good receiver last year. Um, they've re-signed T.Y. Hilton. So, I mean, they've got targets for this new quarterback. Um, but I don't know. I think the Colts look like they haven't done much because that Carson Wentz signing was so early on that we've all kind of forgotten about it. But I like Wentz in that Frank Reich system, you know, because that's what he had at the Eagles and it worked. I think wide receiver-wise, T.Y. Hilton was really good at the end of last season. Um, Pittman was good. They've got Paris Campbell, who's injured after two games. but Their running game is immense as well. Great running game, good offensive line. They might be missing a tackle and a good defence. So, Liam, why do you hate the Colts? I just think they should be making more moves than what they are. I know they've got a what good What would you team. like to see them doing then? I'm just going to load up the signings. Hold on. Right, so they've signed. Carson Wentz, obviously. Marlon Mack, running back. T.Y. Hilton. Davenport, offensive tackle, offensive tackle. And Xavier Rhodes. Potentially more help on defence, do you think? I thought their defence was really good last season. I thought, I thought they had a top you, five, top six defence. Do you think they could get a better receiver than T.Y. Hilton? Obviously, they've re-signed him. But but... He was really good down the stretch. And I think they've got he's a good veteran presence with some of the young guys they've got there. Yeah, I think maybe they should be looking at a tight end who Carson Wentz needs. He needs tight ends. You know, he had Zach Ertz at the Eagles when Zach Ertz was really good. Um, He needs that star tight end. So I think they could have looked towards that. They could have looked at Hunter Henry, maybe, or even Jonu Smith, although I didn't big him up earlier. I I don't think they'd have paid him as much. I don't think he would have gone within the division either. Uh, Well, do you not reckon? Because it was only free agency. So he could have gone wherever. You know, the Titans wouldn't have stopped him. Yeah, maybe. Okay, the Colts is an interesting choice, Liam. But it's your choice. Yeah. Uh, who else have you got, mate? Um, what would you see... be the Vi- Let's talk about the Vikings. Let's talk about your boys. So, my team. Well, the only thing I was going to say was necessarily the Packers haven't signed many players. But as you said about the Colts, do they really need anyone? Um, Vikings. So, I think we've done really well so far on free agency. I think... So we've bought we've bought O line in, which is good. Two players in, a um, couple of players on D, a linebacker and two corners in, and a safety. Is there any more we could have done? Do you think? Quarterback. That's not going to happen. 
quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I get no, maybe a back, you know, maybe a nice backup. I guess you pick those up in the draft. Your defense, especially your secondary, needed so much help last season. So it is good you're getting in veteran um, presences there. Your defensive line, I think, still needs work. Your offensive line needs a lot of work. You could have gone harder at some. Yeah, that been my lines. point. But my only hope is now we're going to get O line in the draft. So sort of. Yeah, I would assume say. that's the way you're going to go. We won't. We won't pick. They'll just, just get us. another star wide receiver. Exactly. Yeah, be running back two. <laughs> they'll have like two O-linemen to protect Kirk and then have seven receivers running yes, down the field the future I know I think that's what we all want to see you know perfect who needs an offensive line anymore just get the ball out in the first second I think this is what the Raiders are, are going for as well maybe this is all sort of some sort of master plan that's been cooked up yeah it's a John Gruden special uh, I wanted to shout out another team that done well I forgot about them earlier but the Broncos I think have picked up really nicely Picked up some very good players. Team and, of the pod. Yeah, I've said to Liam before, they're not a team that really interests me at all, but they've got a really solid roster. And the pickup of Carl Fuller was very, very clever. They got rid of AJ Boye and then picked up Fuller for less money. They're I only see him, I see him a little bit like the Colts. They were a quarterback away from contending. Yeah. Obviously, that's the most important piece of the puzzle. Yeah, definitely. So, so I've got a few teams that... You know, maybe they've done something but could have done more. The Ravens spring to mind, first and foremost. They really tried to get some receivers. They picked up Sammy Watkins. But why don't why don't receivers want to go to Baltimore? Is it because they don't think they're going to get any action or they're just going to be blocking the whole time? Yeah, I think, I think last year they had um, somewhere in the range of 400 to 450 targets total. So if you're on a... I said before, if you're on a performance-based contract or if you just think, I want to go there on a one-year deal and get paid this time next year, you're not necessarily going to show off your talents and what you can do if you're not getting all them catches. Yeah, I completely agree. I think if you're a Juju or you know, even T.Y. Hilton turned them down for you know more money, which was reported, Liam, they've got a real issue with this this offense now. We touched on it briefly in the um, AFC North episode, but it's concerning that none of these wide receivers want to go to Baltimore. Yeah, it is. Um, do you think they'll change the playbook now? They can't. They haven't got any receivers. So unless, they just have to carry on running it. Unless they're going to sort of, in the draft, go all receivers. I don't know. Hmm. I just think it's, I think it's worrying for Baltimore fans. I think... Um, there was a lot of good players out there that they could have got and they, they tried to get and Sammy Watkins was the best that they could come up with. He's okay. I don't I don't dislike Sammy Watkins. I think he's a nice maybe a luxury player. Sort of on the Chiefs he was doing some sort of fun little things, some little trick plays. Is he a wide receiver one? Probably not. No, that's I think that was the point, yeah, that they haven't got a wide receiver one that there was Kenny Golladay's and, you know, Juju's and Will Fuller's out there. And um, they weren't able to get them for whatever reason. Do you think Larry Fitzgerald would have been a good fit for Baltimore? <laughs> Lovely to hear Larry on the pod. <laughs> Just had to mention our main man. No, the worst bit is, I actually think he would be right. <laughs> he would, wouldn't he? Yeah. He's, he's, he's a safe pair of hands. He's a good route runner. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, why not? In fact, yeah, do you know what? He would have been good. 
he would have been a nice safe option for Lamar. Yeah, so Larry, if you're listening, um, you know, don't, maybe no, show don't, up. Don't go to Baltimore. Oh, yeah, sorry, don't go to Baltimore. Uh, go anywhere else. Go to the Vikings. <laughs> Minnesota, yeah. Okay, uh, before we close, is there anything else uh, free agency-wise or just anything else in general you want to talk about? Liam? I was going to let Ollie go first. Um, there's nothing else I really want to say about free agency. I suppose we're just going to have to wait for the draft. It's getting closer and closer. Um, no, obviously we've got an episode this weekend of the NFC West. Um, looking forward to it. Um, but no, nothing else I really want to say. Ollie? Well, a couple of things to touch on. Um, Steelers re-signed Alewalu, which is a really good re-signing. Didn't think they'd be bringing it back. Um, apparently, he agreed to sign for Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Tested positive for COVID and couldn't fly to sign his contract. I mean, do they not have like fax machines like in transfer deadline day football? Well, um, surely it must then, be something more modern than a fax machine. And then, uh, yeah, decided he was going to re-sign with the Steelers. So really important on defence there, I think. Um, just consistency. Obviously, they've lost a lot of players, but important to bring him back. That sounds like someone said to him, you know you're signing for Jacksonville? It's like, fuck, yeah, I didn't think of this one. Right, I've definitely got COVID. I'm not getting on this plane. And then he's realised what a terrible decision he's made. I think that's, oh, that's more like it. Um, the other one, Joe Flacco signing for the Eagles. Oh, I love this. I'm glad you brought it up, actually. I did want to talk about Joe Flacco. Um, Yay. He he wasn't that bad last year. This is going to sound really weird, but he wasn't that bad at the New York Jets. No, I don't think he's going to take Jalen Hurts' job at the Eagles, but I I, I like seeing Joe Flacco in the league. You know, I think he's all right. He's a nice deep ball passer. He's got the mobility of, you know, a statue. But, you know, I think it's all right. And if Jaden Hurts ever gets injured, then, yeah, bring Joe Flacco in for a couple of games. Get him throwing some bombs. Why not? All right. One last thing. Big news for us. Jameis Winston supposedly getting a lot of traction as the Saints starter. I mean... Come on. It's great news for us. It's great news for you in fantasy who's probably going to take him. It's it's just great news. I love Jameis Winston. He He brings... He brings football to life in a way. And no one else can throw 30 inceptions of 30 touchdowns. Have we got a jingle we can put in here? Breaking news on the pod. Uh, Our our friend friend Liam has just texted me. Do you know how cool it is that the Ravens are going to be the first ever 17-0 team? Is that breaking news? Not not without any receivers, pal. (laughs) I'm not having that as breaking news. I'm having that as pure delusion. So, because I might set up a jingle in the future, though, if we do get any breaking news. Liam, would you like to maybe test the breaking breaking news jingle now? No, but I want a Larry Fitzgerald jingle. That's the one I want. Yeah, good point. I think you're right. It's something we can work on. All right, boys. Well, that's it from me. It's been a lovely talk to you both midweek. Yeah, thanks having me back on. Um, Your own show. Exactly. the all so the socials and don't forget to give us five stars on all of your podcast insights. Yeah, good shout. Yeah, we haven't done that before. Actually, we haven't begged for five stars. So yeah, if you could go onto Apple or Spotify or Acast or wherever you stream this, uh, please give us a maybe a nice review. Or you know, if you don't like it, then feel free not to leave a review. 
you know, you can just just leave it. Or even just put in the comments, Larry Fitzgerald. Just give us some comments. Yeah, just something like that. Gets a bit of traction. All right, boys, thank you very much. I'll speak to you soon. Speak to you on Saturday for the NFC West. Thank you. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Thank you, and thank you for listening.